Today on In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag. Is a microcosm, a picture, if you will, of our relationship with Jesus the Christ as the bridegroom and us, the church, as the bride. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of the Christian marriage in that regard, for that reason. You're listening to In Spirit and Truth, the radio ministry of Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. is currently teaching through the book of Colossians. Chances are you've heard it said that marriage is a symbol of the relationship between Christ and the church. But how serious do you take that statement? In today's message, Pastor J.D. will teach you the importance of not taking such a metaphor lightly and to take extreme care in your marriage so as to not tarnish that image. Now, be sure to stay with us after today's message to hear how you can get your own copy of today's broadcast. Subscribe to the In Spirit and Truth podcast or download the In Spirit and Truth iPhone or Android mobile app. But for now, here's Pastor J.D. in the book of Colossians chapter 3 with today's edition of In Spirit and Truth. Let's turn in your Bibles, if you will please, to Colossians chapter 3. And just two verses today, verses 18 and 19 will be our text. We're making our way through this epistle. The Apostle Paul is continuing now by the Holy Spirit, writing to this church there in Colossae. And he says, verse 18, Wives, submit yourselves to your husbands as is fitting in the Lord. Husbands, verse 19, love your wives and do not be harsh with them. It's pretty self-explanatory, so let's just close in prayer and we'll get right to the... I hope that today's teaching will be of some help and some encouragement concerning marriage. Now, for those of you who are here today and you're saying to yourself, well, I'm not married. Can I be excused? No, you cannot. We have the security detail out front. They will make sure that you're not able to... (laughs) I say that jokingly, but there is a serious side to what I just said, and it's this. Marriage is a microcosm, a picture, if you will, of our relationship with Jesus the Christ as the bridegroom and us, the church, as the bride. I don't know if it's possible to overstate the importance of the Christian marriage in that regard, for that reason. And by the way, for those of you that are here today and are married, this is why it is that Satan hates your marriage. This is why it is that Satan will do everything and stop at nothing when he attacks 
your marriage. He hates your marriage because of what your marriage represents. So I want to talk to you today about the Christian marriage. And more specifically, what what does that marriage look like? What does a good Christian marriage look like? What will it be like? And we have here in just two verses, I mean it, it ever so simply sums it up, but there's a problem. Sadly, the text that we have before us today has been the source of much in the way of misunderstanding. And here's why. It's this misinterpretation in which a biblical truth is taken to an unbiblical end. Particularly when it comes to our understanding of what the word submit actually means. Now, wives, I need to ask you to be gracious. (laughs) Do not elbow your husband today. I am going to talk mainly to the husband today because this is where the problem is. Please listen very carefully. Our wives are to submit to us, right? Amen. Preach your brother. But do you really understand what that means? Maybe I can ask it this way. Do you know what comes packaged with that? The responsibility that is yours as the husband in that marriage? This word submit is, I wish there were a different English word. (laughs) I mean, I don't care if it's English. It could be an Arabic word, just a different word besides the word submit. Submit to me, woman. Guys, don't ever say that to your wives. (laughs) The word submit carries with it this idea of rank and authority in the sense of the military having different ranks. You have generals, you have colonels, you have majors, you have captains. On uh, Tuesday my daughter had the privilege of singing the national anthem for a retirement on the USS uh, Missouri, and the keynote speaker was a two-star admiral. And I don't know, it, it was First of all, she crushed it. (laughs) Thank you very much. But anyway, um, just saying, they were blown away, right? And, but I just, the respect when that two-star admiral 
would walk there on the ship, and everybody would stand to attention and submit to his rank. I mean, from what I understand, and I maybe need to be corrected if I'm wrong, but I was told that in the United States of America there are only like 12 two-star admirals. They don't have any more five-star that I'm aware of, and it's very rare to have even a four or a three-star. Am I right, Mac? Is that about right? There's more than 12. Yeah. But this is what it means in terms of ranking. That's what the word submit means in the context of the Christian marriage. See, God has given the husband that ranking, that authority. And it's a higher rank, but that does not mean that the man is superior to the lower rank. The woman is not inferior to the man because the man has been given the higher rank. Warren Wiersbe explains it best this way. He says, anyone who has served in the armed forces knows that rank has to do with order and authority, not with value or ability, just as an army would be in confusion if there were no levels of authority, so society would be in chaos without submission. One of the things that stood out in this retirement ceremony was the order. It was so orderly because of the rankings. Now, if this sounds a little bit like what the Apostle Paul wrote to the Ephesian church in chapter 5, that famous chapter, that well-known chapter, that's because the Apostle Paul wrote this in Ephesians chapter 5. He actually expounds on what it really means for the woman to submit to her husband. And you might be shocked to know that it's not as we've been taught that it is. The onus is on the husband to love his wife. It's interesting, and I just had a wedding a couple weeks ago, and I did it again, and this time without warning. Usually if I know the groom, I'll, I'll kind of give him a heads up ahead of time and let him know that I'm going to you know, talk a little bit about what the Apostle Paul says to the husband in Ephesians 5 about loving his wife three times. He says to the husband, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Husbands, love your, and I'm looking at the husband the whole time, the wife, I, 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 I'll be right with you, sweetheart. I need to talk to your groom for just a moment here because the onus is on him. Oh, you, there's something for you too, but I need to start with him because three times the husband is told to love his wife. 
love your wife as Christ loved the church and gave himself for her. Love your wife as you love and care for your own body. Love your wife as much as you already love yourself. Sometimes I like to have a little bit of fun. Okay, a lot of fun. <laughs> can, uh... And I'll ask the groom after I've just read where three times in Ephesians 5 he is exhorted to love his wife that much and that way. And I'll ask him, how are you going to do that? And I love the response. It's usually like, I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. How am I going to do that? The only way you're going to be able to do that is by the power of the Holy Spirit in your life and keeping Jesus Christ at the center of your marriage. The onus is on you, sir, as the husband, to love your wife. Interesting, not once does the Apostle Paul say to the wife, wives, love your husbands. I I don't find it anywhere. But what you do find is, uh, wives, respect your husbands. But it's like this, three times, love your wife, love your wife, love your wife. Then to the wife and, and wives, respect your husbands. What? So the husband is told three times to love his wife and only once, just, just it's almost like an afterthought at the end of the verse, chapter 5, I think it's verse 28, you can look it up, Paul says, and wives, submit to your husbands, respect your husbands. What's Paul saying? Paul, by the Holy Spirit, is saying that if your husband will love you that way, you will not be able to resist respecting him. Because that's the way God made you. In other words, you show me a wife that's loved that much, I'll show you a wife that has respect for her husband and has no problem submitting to her husband in that way. D. Martin Lloyd-Jones had this to say, no husband is entitled to say that he is the head of the wife unless he loves his wife. So the reign of the husband is to be a reign and a rule of love. It is a leadership of love. And that leadership of love, in many respects, is by way of your example. And I'll explain why I say that. Before Paul even says to the husband, love your wife, He says in verse 21 of Ephesians 5, this first. And it's kind of interesting, guys, because we kind of leave this part out. I mean, oh, we're we're quick. We, We memorize and quote verses, you know, like we just read here in Colossians. Wives, submit 
to your husbands. Amen. Um, you know what? Before any of that, maybe you should uh, quote verse 21 in Ephesians 5 first. Some of you are already there. I like that. You know what it says? Listen to this. <laughs> Wait for it. Submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Wait, what? You mean the husband's supposed to submit to the wife? <laughs> Say, well, I, that ain't going to happen in my home. I'm the head of my house. All right. Uh, your wife's the neck, though. So you, <laughs> she, I wear the pants in my family. Yeah, but maybe uh, your wife can make a suggestion which pants to wear. I have yet, as a pastor, to provide biblical counseling to a married couple that humbled themselves and submitted one to the other. If pride is at the center of all marital conflict, and it is, then wouldn't it stand to reason that humility would be the solution to marital conflict? Okay, I can do this because my wife's not in this service. She'll be in second service. It'll be a completely different message. <laughs> I just want to share with you in my own marriage. Of course, you can always go online and watch this, so I'll just have to block the link on her computer. But anyway, <laughs> early on in our marriage, I mean, and I, I've shared this, I'm, I'm very open, very candid with just how much of a jerk I was as a husband. My, my wife and I this year will celebrate 31 years of marriage, and oh, how, oh well, yeah, thank you. Praise the Lord. But I, I have to tell you that early on, I just wish I would have known then what I know now. It would have saved me so much in the way of, I mean, you know how it is when you don't talk to each other and you're out of fellowship. You're giving each other a silent treatment. She needs to come to me. She's wrong. You know what she's saying over there? He needs to come to me. He's wrong. And sometimes, you know what's sad? That can go on for days. It reminds me of the story I heard about this uh, guy that said, hey, you know, my wife and I, we made a decision that we will never let the sun go down on our anger. We resolve no matter what it takes or how long it takes to resolve the conflict before we go to bed. Sometimes it's like two o'clock in the morning, but finally my wife will come crawling on her hands and knees to me, and she'll say to me, 
come out from underneath that bed and fight like a man, you coward. So it goes on for days. What would happen if, guys, I'm talking to you, the onus is on you, leadership by example, what would happen if, well, first of all, if, if your wife is anything like my wife, she'll be in utter disbelief, but what would happen if you came to her and you humbled yourself and you said, you know what, honey, I am so sorry. I, I, I just, I, I, I was wrong. That was wrong. What would her response be? What'd you do with my husband? Who are you? Who is this man? I have yet to counsel a couple that is willing to humble themselves, submit to one another out of reverence for Jesus Christ. If Jesus Christ is at the center of the marriage, you're doing it as unto the Lord. I'm going to close. Some of you guys are going, thank you, Jesus. (laughs) Please bring this in for a close. So uncomfortable. I want to close with an exhortation first to the husbands. And please know that I'm including myself in this as a husband. And every time I do a wedding, I always, it's it's a healthy dynamic. I introspectively have to ask the Lord to search my own heart. And then I also will ask my wife as well. But we have to, husbands, be the man that our wives will want to respect. Can I say the same thing in a different way? Be the loving husband. Be the godly man that your wife finds irresistible. (laughs) Love her as Christ loved the church and selflessly give of yourself to her. Greater love has no man. That he lays his life down for a friend, for his wife. We are so glad you joined us for this edition of In Spirit and Truth. Our time with you is coming to an end today, but that doesn't mean you have to stop learning from God's Word. We encourage you to study the Scriptures for yourself, taking Pastor J.D.'s message here in Colossians to the source and asking the Holy Spirit to reveal His truth to you. You'll always benefit from spending time in the Word. Are you part of a community of believers? If you haven't yet found a church that you can call home, we'd like to encourage you to make that a priority. A church family can be a source of support and comfort, and most importantly, a group of faithful prayer warriors. This is also a place you can serve and encourage others too, and where you can be challenged to dive deeper into your relationship with Christ. 
If you're in the Kaneohe area, you have a standing invitation to be part of our family of believers. Come join us at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe on Sundays and Thursdays for a time of worship, fellowship, and in-depth Bible study with Pastor J.D. You can find out more and get directions at our website in spiritandtruthradio.com. Just click on Home. There's a lot to discover at our website. You'll find more messages from Pastor J.D.'s Colossian series, along with links to our mobile app and social media pages. You can even listen to the latest Mideast prophecy update from Pastor J.D., a look at the current events in this world and how they line up with Scripture. That website, one more time, is in spiritandtruthradio.com. That's all for today. Thanks for tuning in to In Spirit and Truth. Holding me true to you.